Hello and welcome to the Hub World Podcast. Today I am Jules, as I am every day. Um, what about tomorrow? <laughs> tomorrow we'll see. We'll see. We don't know. Um, <laughs> I may evolve tomorrow. Hint, hint at what our topic is today. Anyway, um, I'm Jules from the Hub World, and today I'm joined by... Mateo from the Hub World. And Gino. Until tomorrow, that is. Until tomorrow. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So today we are going to talk about um, Pokemon again. I believe this is the third time we're talking about Pokemon, and we will be talking Pokemon many times this year. Um, we have many Pokemon topics planned, but today we thought we'd talk about um, Pokemon Snap came out last week. Was it last week? Yeah, it's been a, it's uh, been about a week. Maybe two weeks. Two weeks. About two, two weeks. weeks. Be, yeah, um, two weeks on Friday. Yeah. For... So po- yeah. So Pokemon new Pokemon Snap came out about two weeks ago. Um, we've all gotten a chance to like thoroughly explore and play it. Um, so we thought we'd do a little discussion about like what our thoughts were um by you know just talking about some of our favorite moments some of the things we liked some of the things um we thought were done well or whatever um and then uh move that into a larger discussion about just pokemon um side games and spinoffs in general um and to kick this off with an icebreaker um we will each say what our favorite Pokemon spin-off slash side game is. And now to define a Pokemon spin-off slash side game, essentially anything that's not um what you would consider like a main series game. I would even consider something like Pokemon Let's Go would be a main series title. Um so anything it's different that's not, enough, I'd say. I would still call them a main series title. They change some things, but the core mechanics are there. Yeah. Um, and they they consider it part of the main line, right? Like it's the the second remake of of uh, Gen One. But in any case, anything that's outside of the core like generation of games would be considered a side game. So, in any case, anybody like to kick off what their favorite is? You have the floor. Oof. Uh, I think I'll go for this one here just because. Um... This is uh, one of the side games that I've been playing. I I was playing pretty religiously actually until actually of all th- like when the pandemic stopped. That's kind of when I I stopped playing this game. And I'd have to say Pokemon Go. It's um it was one of those games that while I was in university, um I would actually I was actually an active member in our Pokemon Go community up there. Uh, we had uh, we had a few community days up there. It was really fun. I got to meet. Uh, a bunch of different people as well as like faculty and uh that that were just all fans of Pokemon because of Pokemon Go and like a lot of a lot of the the people that were up there were some older folks a lot of a lot of the the university students TAs doctors uh graduate students and it was just really fun just to like you got this like wide variety of people that all came together over this one mobile game with community at its with with community at its heart and yeah we've we we did some community day stuff like out and about but like jules when we were playing pokemon go it was never like as hardcore as the sfu like uh pokemon go community when i was part of it shout out to them if any of them are listening those uh like i want to say like two years 
that I was playing and was involved. It was really great. Everyone, like, there was lures up constantly. The blue team was being dicks like the blue team always was and had all the gyms. And we had to, like, strategically go out and, like, okay, time who would get, uh, like, basically we were farming coins. At one point we were, like, organizing, okay, who gets what. I'm, I'm still part of uh, Team Valor. Red team, best team. You're literally uh, the only person I know that's team red Valor, team, but... best team. I had Pokemon okay. Red, You're and it was a team of your own, team of just yeah, you, team, team Yino, team Yino the Great and Mighty. But yeah, and it was it was really fun, like just to meet everyone, and a lot of a lot of my university friendships uh, were strengthened because of Pokemon Go. That's why it's my favorite. It's definitely I a lot still newer. play. I'm still playing Pokemon Go. <laughs> I work. Uh, I do a lot of walking in my job, my day job. So. Uh... I'm, you know, constantly hatching eggs and incubating them and checking, moving around a lot. I, I, I play multiple times a day. I just check in and, and it's still really fun sending gifts to people and I, sending funny stickers to them. And, and I, they're at, they're just like Gen 6 Pokemon are being rolled out still. So they've actually come a long way since you stopped. Um, but yeah, Pokemon Go. I I would have I was gonna pick Pokemon Go, so now I'm kind of. Uh, you can still uh, pick Pokemon Go. No, no, no. I wanna I wanna say something else. Um, so I'm a big uh, puzzle game fan, and there's actually two really fun Pokemon puzzle games that uh, I'm weighing in my mind right now which one I want to say and I think I'm actually going to say uh Pokemon Picross uh came out on 3DS I feel like it was in uh like 2015 I want to say um it was a free to play game and that uh, that game actually like nothing really about it like like I'm trying to think like it's not really that different from any Picross game, but it's the game that got me into the Picross series of games. Like since then, I played like there was the Zelda Twilight Princess one, uh, then the Picross S series on Switch, which I find really fun as well. But uh, Pokemon Picross had like it was just it was really really fun. Like, and I you didn't if you were patient, you didn't have to spend any real money in that game. Like real life money, because like the game was free to play. So, and like that was one of the many, like the first, um, like free to play games that Pokemon series was trying out. Because I think after that, like Pokemon Shuffle came out around then. Um, there was Pokemon, uh, what's the one, uh, the Pokemon Quest, I want to say, is a Switch game. It's like since then, there's been a lot of Pokemon games that are free to play, and I don't really like that i guess but um just picross is a really really awesome puzzle game and there was out of all the ones i played that one might have the most amount of puzzles in it it was it's unfortunately not available on anything else but i had a really good time playing it but then the the other one and i really want to shout out quickly and i might talk about it for longer because i i think i should have picked this one instead but pokemon um puzzle league or Puzzle Challenge, I guess, both games, the N64 one and the Game Boy Color one. Um, those are part of the Puzzle Game, or Puzzle League 
series of games that Nintendo makes. We, you know, we got the Game Boy Color one first, right? Yeah, we had the Game Boy Color one for a really, really, really long time. Yeah, and then I, I got uh, Puzzle League at a later date. The or yeah, Puzzle League is the N sixty four one for sure. Thinking about it, um, yeah. but yeah, I think that's like one of the only Pokemon games that actually like has the anime characters in it. <laughs> but um, yeah, like they're. Uh, I think Pokemon. I think I have a, some memory of playing with like the link cable in that game somehow. Like I might be wrong, but um, I just love the frantic the frantic pace that those puzzle league games have. I I don't think there's been one in a really really long time. I think there was like an Animal Crossing one maybe in. Uh, I, made, I think it was Animal Crossing New Leaf. They had it like as a side game, but there hasn't been one since uh, N64 Puzzle League. Um, but like those games are fantastic. I can't say enough good things about them. Yeah, honestly, honestly, like the Puzzle League games themselves, like that was Mom's favorite game back on the Game yeah. Color as well. Like she really got into it. She knows absolutely and nothing about Pokemon. Everything was a Pikachu. <laughs> every she everyone was, was obsessed with those games and it, it, it was really like like the first like in the first sense of the game like mateo and i were like when we were little we were trying to like we were trying to play the game beat it go through the story mode and everything and it's like and we like where's the game boy <laughs> we turn around and our mom's just sitting on the couch playing the puzzle game mm-hmm. and then like we eventually she let us like go in and do whatever but like then in like i remember one time this was actually like like, like it was it was bedtime. Mateo was Mateo was already in bed and asleep. And I like I I woke up. I had to like I was hungry. I went to go grab a like a, a little snack. And I just like look over and mom had like the little Game Boy light attached to it. She was sitting at the table <laughs> playing the game. And I'm like in my head. I'm like, like why are you here? Like what are you doing? <laughs> like it's it's late. She's like go back to bed. You're not you're not hungry. Like mm-hmm. I went back to bed. I didn't end up getting a snack, but mom was playing. Uh, mm-hmm. Mom was playing Pokemon Puzzle. Puzzle. I remember. I, I remember playing. those games being really difficult, like in late stages. But um, the last thing I want to say is that uh, if you know, just a little fun fact here: lipstick from Super Smash Bros. The item, the flower item, that's from a series called Pan- uh, Paneled Upon, and Paneled Upon never came out in North America. Maybe it may have come out in Europe. I'm not sure, but uh, Paneled Upon is Puzzle League. They localized Paneled Upon into uh, when it came out in the SN, the Super Nintendo and uh, Super Famicom in Japan to Tetris Attack on Super Nintendo. So Tetris Attack was the first North American release of the Puzzle League series, and then basically because of licensing reasons, because they have the word Tetris in there. Can't use that anymore, so I think that's why they put the Pokemon license on it on the N sixty four. So that's just a little uh, little tidbit there. But uh, more you know, Pokemon puzzle games of any kind are fun. Play them, Jules. What about you? Um, easily my favorite Pokemon spinoff games are the Mystery Dungeon series. I'm a very big fan of Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Um, not so much the later games, but definitely the first two, which were some of my favorite games on the old, on the DS. Um, and I was incredibly impressed with um, 
the the remake that they did of Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team on Switch, and it was so good. It was such a faithful remake while also adding in some new things, such as like Mega Evolutions, and I love the art style and and they just like really captured the essence of those titles. Um, and it got me hopeful that maybe they can one day make like a true sequel because everything that came after was very bland. Like it still had the the mystery dungeon gameplay, but it really lacked in terms of like that charm and that story, which I think was what the driving factor behind the mystery dungeon games was, um, was the compelling kind of narrative. So I would love to see either on switch, either like a third game, maybe, or like a remake of, of well, because my favorite ones, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, Explorers of Darkness and Time, is my favorite one. So I hope that they remake it in the vein that they did Rescue Team. I absolutely loved. I played Blue Rescue Team. I absolutely loved it. Like I, had, I just like it was like an impulse buy of mine back in the day, and I never got around to buying the remake, but it's on my list. I really want to replay those games. It's really good. Yeah, Gino and I it's were really close good. to buying it when it came out, but just I think it came out at like a time, and it was like there was just too much stuff that I had wanted to play and do at that time. So like it just it's definitely one of those games that I'll probably pick up when there's a big drought. You should and and like with that game, there was there were a few major changes they made that for the most part I think were good, but one of them kind of backfired on them because like the one of the biggest. Like, they added Mega Evolutions, obviously, but one of the other big things that they added to it was in the original game, you can have four party members, right? Um, and then once you're capped at four, you can't recruit anybody, right? Like, you have four people with you, and then if something, nobody would ask to join you at that point. Or I think it was like somebody would ask to join you, and then you kick somebody out. But in this game, you can actually have up to eight Pokemon following you, so you can only go in with four but then up to four more you can recruit during and they'll actually be there. So you can have a quite a hefty team with you. The downfall of that is the boss battles. They redid them. They remade a lot of the boss battles and they reworked them in such a way that if you don't have a massive team with you, you really get destroyed. And it's really hard. Like I, when I got to Rayquaza, Rayquaza, is the final like boss of the main story it was so rough because of how they balanced it but all in all still a very phenomenal game like still a fantastic reimagining of it um and i really enjoyed it they even added some pokemon because that pokemon mystery dungeon blue rescue team was up to gen 3 if they do explorers it's up to gen 4 but they actually added pokemon beyond gen 3 into blue rescue team they added um riolu and lucario for obvious reasons and then they added anybody who had an evolution from Gen 1 to 3 um, that came later. So, like, Sylveon was in it, and, like, Weavile, and Tanga Growth, and... Um, Magnezone, stuff Electivire, like Magnezone, that stuff. They also added shiny Pokemon. Not every Pokemon could appear shiny, um, but some could. And that, let me tell you, is rough. Because <laughs> a shiny Pokemon in regular Pokemon is already really hard to come by. And, like, obviously the odds are much higher in Mystery Dungeon. But the rough part about it is that not only do you have to find a shiny, but you have to hope when you beat that shiny Pokemon that they ask to join your team. I'm sorry. Pretty like, rough. That's so, that's so unfair that if you, like, shiny Pokemon, 
knowing like knowing how rare they are, the developers should have been like shiny Pokemon will always ask to join your team. Well, they're not that rare in that game. Like they're not even close to as rare as they are in uh, other games because the way it, there's a way to like there's a way to search for them in that game, and it's not too tough to find one. It's still somewhat tricky, but yeah, like. It's crabby when you find one, they don't ask to join you, or you don't have the uh, the available like rescue area to actually recruit them. I love Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. I'd love to see them either make a new one or remake Explorers, because Explorers is the best one. Okay, um, so let's talk Pokemon Snap then. So we've all played it at this point. So there will be spoilers for this game. There's not much to spoil, but if you're like worried about things like which Pokemon show up and stuff like that, like... We're gonna talk full details, so just be aware. Um, but I'll I'll kick it off and I'll tell you one thing I really appreciate about the game. So Pokemon Snap, the first one came out, what was it? 96, 97? Um oh, a long time ago. Ninety-nine, I think. It was midlife for the N sixty four, I think. But Yeah, so oh yeah, I did look it up. So ninety nine, yeah, so okay. Came out at the end of the the millennium and back when it came out the only pokemon game that had come like it was only based off the first generation and even within that they only pulled a select few pokemon i think there was like over 50 pokemon whatever it was great for n64 what i loved about new pokemon snap is because of the gap between the first game and now we now had over like like almost 900 Pokemon to pull from. They still got a hefty amount in there. They got 200 plus, which is pretty good. But it it made the world feel pretty vibrant. And the other thing too is that a lot of these Pokemon we haven't seen. Like like I I feel like as Pokemon has gone gone by, there's been less focus on like what they do in the wild. And it's easy to like disconnect from some of the newer Pokemon because you're like oh, I just don't like its design. But what I liked about this game is that, one, they chose great Pokemon. Every single Pokemon there was a fantastic choice. And two, the Pokemon that they chose, they really integrated them. Like, I, for example, I do not care about Eldegoss. I think Eldegoss is a dumb Pokemon. But seeing it in Pokemon Snap, I thought it was so cool because it was like it was like a, a dandelion seed flying in the wind. It was so so interesting seeing how it like interacts even like pokemon like luminion and finion i was just like like seeing them interact and like frillish like pulling things into the depths and like drifloon just picking up a clown pearl and just like flying away with it floating away yeah wingles, that, that, wingles I, I actually had a problem up with some... that actually with the drift with the drift blims because they're supposed to be ch- stealing children not clown pearls <laughs> well clown pearls are children oh yeah cuz uh Wait, are they? Yeah, yeah. Oh wait, no. Yeah, yeah they yeah. are because they evolve. They evolve up. Yeah, and they kind of like stay in their shells. The shells kind of like a crib for it. Yeah. So I mean, I thought it was they did a really good job at making each environment feel very real. Like for example, in the volcano level, when there's like standoffs between like the Tyrantrums and the um the Charizard, I think is it. Uh, Tyrantrum. Yeah. No, it's Tyrantrum and Charizard. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like the level There's like standoffs. Of the world. Um, seeing but things like um, did you notice like, that you could actually throw the apples at the grapplers and they would lose their grip and fall? Yeah, 
like those things <laughs> like like i just really liked seeing how those pokemon interacted you know and like how they like how like pichu and grookey were like kind of like mischievous and like seeing the swana and their ducklings and it was just it like oh the ice level like blew me away i loved the ice level seeing like the mighty anna like hunting at night for like the little like like the piplups and like the the vulpix and the um like all the like the sharpedos like like actually seeing those like those like hunter animals like actually preying on like the the small pokemon like it was very a very interesting thing to see and i just really liked it and then like even the dynamic of like well sharpedo while it's the hunter you also have lapras who's like the the like generous pokemon who's like protecting the other ones like squirtle and um, seeing like the whale lord come up from like the yes to the ground, and then even seeing like some quirky ones like Blastoise like coming out of the whirlpool and shooting off into the distance, or like Machamp racing Sharpedo in the water. Like, there's all these like little quirky things that happen that I thought were really cool. Like there, there was like a nice mix of environment and fun, and they. They made Pokemon that weren't interesting interesting. Um, there was just like a nice variety between all the gens, between all the environments. That's like... what I really wanted to say. Like, I am relieved and actually impressed with the amount of like variety that they have. Like, it's like it's not super focused on like Gen One. Like, there's an even distribution of Pokemon in this game. I think yeah. there's like two two hundred fifty something available, like you said, and every gen is represented relatively equally. And like, and uh, going back to um, your like all those moments you were talking about. My favorite moment is the Zangus Surviper, like yes, the stare down. Yes. Like you read the Pokedex entries about like how Zangus and Surviper hate each other, and then you can create that moment in the game on the beach level. I thought that was fantastic. I love that. I want to say my favorite moment probably has to do with, like, Octillery got really funny moments in, uh, I want to say, in Pokemon's, uh, new Pokemon Snap. It was just really funny to see it. Like, okay, the Surviper was, like, trying to sneak up on it, and you could get it to, like, Octillery would shoot the ink at the Surviper, and it would, like, launch it into the water, and the Surviper would swim away, being all sad. And then Whalemer just coming out of nowhere, just screaming at it. And it flies <laughs> it away. Oh, no, no, that was, that was that Pukumuku Puku Puku that flew away. Whalemer screams yeah. at the Pukumuku, and it just goes flying. Yeah. Oh, frick. oh that was so good. It was it was just like I laughed actually at like some of these interactions and stuff because they just I wasn't prepared for them being just so just so quirky and funny, a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And like Machamp, whenever you would encounter it and in like any of the levels, it would just be like flexing and doing stuff and you'd throw the fruit at it and it would like flex even more and strike a pose and it was just oh bless. And I like the was... progression of the levels too. Like yeah, none of them I were straightforward, like any... I wasn't like expecting some any of them... level changes at all. Like I thought it was like, okay, here you go to one scene and then you go to another one. Yeah. Well, and I like right... that, but I'm I mean there also wasn't like a structure in the sense that like like some levels it was like, okay, the beach. Like you go to the beach, you do the beach during the day and at night, and sure it changes a bit. But then you get to like the like volcano, for example, right? And 
Or sorry, not the volcano. I'm thinking like the ocean, right? Where it's like three separate levels. And then like, same with like the the ice area where it's like the outdoors and you're in the cave and then like you're in the ruins. And like, there's, I liked how there was this variety even within the environment. It's like not, not everything had to just be like night and day. Like the, the beach had like, there was like five different water levels interconnected, right? And, there, and then yeah, within there was... every level, there were three versions of every single level. All like every version had was like there a level when you unlock, yeah, when you three day, three level. night, yeah, like when you yeah, would like have research different Pokemon one, two, available three. on yeah, different Pokemon would be available on different research levels, and different interactions can happen, different things can happen with those yeah. Pokemon. So it's actually like that's how you get your platinum it, stars. Or... Yeah, there like, doesn't seem like, like I didn't expect there to be as much content as there was in the game because like I thought yeah. it was going to be a little more similar to the original Pokemon yeah. Snap, which you can beat pretty quickly. But there's a lot more meat in Pokemon's uh, new Pokemon Snap, and I, that was yeah. really like caught up guard by that. The, like you could walk around like the professor's lab and stuff. Like I was yeah. like, like oh yeah, by the way, the main menu, yeah, this is a level two, and you can play it. And that was I like, love whoa, the resnap okay. feature too. Like speaking of the lab, like I yeah. love the fact that you could after the fact like adjust the pictures to be something that you wanted mm-hmm. to share with friends. Yeah, we didn't really experiment with that one all too too much. But like m- mostly involved like me and Mateo taking turns on the couch like playing a level and like okay, before we realized that we could progress the story and like get naturally naturally get more points and see pokemon from different places to upgrade our levels um we grinded out the underwater level so much just to try to get like the best pictures possible so we could do the next version of it and like even having the alternate paths that bring you to different areas and stuff like for instance the coral level we like for the longest time like okay it was just like that one path you go through the kelp forest area like there, there's a hole in the wall and you can't, like, we knew that there was an alternate path there, but we didn't know how to activate it. So we thought, like, okay, we just have to get to, like, the level 3 version of this level, because we were at the level 2 version of it, and then it gives us the ability to choose the branching path. That wasn't the case. But, like, we kept going through the level over and over and over again, like, throwing the apples, throwing the fruit, uh, uh, sorry, throwing the light, uh, the light orbs, playing the music song and whatever, and just, like, grinding it out, just slowly trying to get more and more and more points and it got to the point where like i think we had gotten like the crystal stars or like gold stars on most things and we couldn't progress any further because like we just stopped getting points we couldn't we couldn't grind it out like okay fine we have to move on to the next level and then something happened where it's like oh yeah you can now access this like something happened here let's go check it out and then we saw that on the level two version of the level there was like a clawitzer that blew a hole into like the side of the wall and we just didn't have access yeah. to that before. You we actually like, well you actually had to just wasted all that the time. thing is you had to act I don't know if you noticed this, mm-hmm. but maybe I was able to do it early because I figured this out and maybe they handed it to you. I don't know how it works if you don't do it. But you can actually get the claw witzer to do it by throwing the like so what I didn't know is that the Illumina orbs actually power up a lot of the the Pokemon. So what you do is that Clawwitzer at the beginning of the level, you throw an Illumina Orb and he's powered up. So then when he tries to shoot at the rock, he actually blows it up instead of it not blowing it up. And that's how you access the path. 
I was stupid. I didn't figure that out until the desert level. Because I, I did, um, we did the ocean first, I believe, and then the desert. Yeah. But um, I didn't figure that out until then. So <laughs> then I'm like, okay, now if I want a Pokemon to interact, uh, react a certain way, I tried everything. I would throw the orb at it. I would throw the apple at it. I would play the music. I would do everything just to try to get a reaction out of every Pokemon I would I would encounter. And, uh, or like, I, I would even try stuff like throwing the orb at it, then singing. Like, I would try combining things. I don't think it worked. So, I'd like, there's like a lot of... I love the, the trial and error. Well. I love the trial and error with Pokemon Snap and the, and new Pokemon Snap. Yeah, that's Sorry. like among like the most yeah. fun things to do. Yeah. Sorry, Mitchell, I didn't mean to to cut you off there, but there, but that's just okay. like we even tried like like for instance on the beach level, we tried to kite some of the, uh, the executors at the very beginning of it because there's a thing we're like, oh, this looks like a popular spot for executors to sleep. So I'm like, okay, we have to like throw the apples, kind of like. Like kind of like like leaving a trail like a trail of breadcrumbs, so like they would walk over to one, pick it up, eat it, walk over to the next one, pick it up, eat it, and and we thought we had to get three executors to sleep on the beach somewhere, but we're like, there's no way that there's enough time for this. So yeah, at the very beginning, we had to like huck an apple across the map to like get the one on the far side of the beach to walk towards, and like it just did not work. We could only ever get like two of them to sleep in that little patch at the very beginning of the beach level, and we just we just gave up. <laughs> You can get three. Yeah. It actually I causes do. something. Yeah. I know, but we weren't able to do it. That's yeah, honestly hard. one thing I didn't like about New Pokemon Snap is I honestly I don't like the challenge system. I don't like the fact that like I think by the time we we rolled credits in the game, I forgot how many challenges we had the ability to complete, but we had only done like twenty to twenty five, like next to nothing. And we played a lot, put a lot of hours in the game, and, and like thinking to myself, I'm like, there's absolutely no way I'm doing these challenges, even I would though like to go I back would. And do them. There, some of them just seem like I've done some of them. I'm pretty sure, just it didn't because I didn't have the challenge on un, uh, uh, unlocked yet. It didn't register me as completing it, so now I have to do it again. Yeah, the Surviper uh, Zangoose one was one of yeah, those. We actually like, caused I did this the, the I, first time yeah. through the level. Yeah, so and like then, then it, it, beat it. Yeah, so it's frustrating. I just uh, and I just think that it it would I would probably have another twenty unlocked if uh if that wasn't the case. But yeah, like if it was a that, retroactive thing. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as you unlock an area, maybe it should just say here are all the potential ones you can like when you unlock the forest it. It shows how many total forest challenges there are, but then, like, it just has like everything blanked, like, like blurred out. But then, if you complete it, then it could just appear, yeah, as normal. But some of the like, challenges maybe... I, yeah, sorry to sorry to interrupt it again, Mateo, but this is uh, I feel like this like this is my main gripe with the the challenge system. Also, is that it's spoiled stuff. Yeah, see, I. I'm listening to your guys' experience because I actually never once touched the challenge system. Yeah. Never. So I never spoiled anything for me and I never felt this like overwhelming like need to like finish it. I always saw it as something like, yeah, somebody who wants to complete this game, like a completionist probably wants to do these, but for me I was like, I'm just gonna do the main story. I'm just gonna have fun taking pictures of 
Pokemon. Um, and I thought there was plenty to do even without it. Um, yeah. Like I'm, I'm the type of person that goes into like every game I play. I try to have like a completionist mindset and see if the game breaks me. But uh, and Pokemon Snap broke me. Like I just like that just bothered me so much. The fact that I've done all these things and then it's not registering it. But um, there's definitely like if you disregard all of those, there's there's so much to do in this game. It's such a a a delightful game. Like it's just I honestly like. We were talking about our favorite Pokemon spinoffs earlier. This is probably my favorite Pokemon spinoff game. Oh, hands down, this is definitely my. Po- yeah, my, I had my such a good spin-off. time playing the new Pokemon Snap, and it's the type Pokemon. of game where, like, we maybe have seen like, I know, like, basically once you complete the game and roll credits, legendary Pokemon start appearing in all the levels. I haven't done all of them yet. I've done. The first two islands worth, like I did the the main island and the forest, uh, and I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna comp- I'm gonna at least complete the photo decks. I wanna I wanna capture uh, I, I wanna get every single Pokemon. I don't know if I'm gonna get all four stars, probably not, but I'm gonna at least take one picture of every Pokemon in the game, and like and it's the type of thing where like I'm. Probably, like, I'd be willing to go back and maybe fill out the, the like, the four-star pictures and whatever over time. It's not something I'm going to do right away, though. Like, I'm going to just Pokemon Snap FA if I want to do a few quick levels. They're super, super uh, quick, especially if you're holding the, the, the trigger down and you want to, like, you're there for a reason. You, you, you start the levels and, like, you're motivated to get one picture. You can just zoom past everything else. So, like that's the, the that's the way I think I'm gonna approach the, the game. I like how they gave us the speed up thing. I feel like after you beat the main story, you should have the ability to slow down, <laughs> so you can try to uh, capture that one moment. Because, like, if for instance, you slow what... down though. The re- the thing is, the rest of the world will still move. Like the thing is, yes, you speed up, but the the interactions and the the world around you don't speed up. Yeah, like. You're just zooming past things, so or slowing like for, down. You push a button, it enters like a slow mo mode. Well, that's what the 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 uh, like the photo burst mo like feature, like the where like you take one, you press the button once, and it snaps like four pictures in a row. That's kind of like the same thing, or not yeah. the same thing, but like that's an that's a uh, a uh, alternative to that. Yeah. Like when I saw spoilers, when I saw. Uh, Celebi, and I wanted to get that shot of Celebi. I just maxed because you can change on the fly. I took four pictures in a row of Celebi just by pressing the button once. I got the picture I wanted. But if I would have taken a single shot of it, I probably wouldn't have gotten it. Yeah. So, yeah. What do you guys um, think of the Lumina Pokemon stuff? I well, that's what I was gonna say. I've been. Um... Think about, like, I thought they made a good selection of who to choose. Like, I like the idea of bosses. And so I like that they did that. And I thought they made a pretty cool selection of Pokemon. Like, they weren't Pokemon you would expect to be important, but they were, like, good choices. Especially, like, the final like the final boss. Completely unexpected. Like, who would have thought that Xerneas would be the, like, the Pokemon of the game, but like totally made sense in the context of the game itself. Pokemon yeah. Go spoiled that for me. 
See, it didn't spoil it for me, but when, once I had beaten it, I realized, I was like, oh, so that's why there's a Xerneas event going on. Yeah. Well, the, the thing is, is, Pokemon Go was doing the Pokemon Snap tie-in event, and they had basically every Pokemon that was in, uh, in Pokemon Go for that event was in New Pokemon Snap, and raid battles were tied to it as well. Like, so, and I'm like, why is Xerneas in these raid battles? Well, it, I put one and one together, and it's, oh, well. I had a, like, but, but Meganium was the only one that was used, I think, in promotional material for the game. So, and, like, so... Meganium was the only one that they spoiled. Yeah. For everyone. But, um, like, before we would do the, uh, the Illumina Pokemon, uh, uh, challenges do you know what i would be like oh who is it going to be and we would like predict pokemon who it is i don't think we got anything right yeah none of our guesses were the actual pokemon they ended up being the coolest one though i think i really liked uh like i was not expecting volcarona i didn't like the volcarona one but i didn't i really didn't like the volcarona level either wishy-washy was my favorite wishy-washy was awesome i agree yeah Yeah. wishy-washy one was good Um, the other thing I really, really, really liked about this game is I liked, um, how they showed in the world, the interaction between Pokemon and their early species. So like seeing like Flygon and Trapinch interact or seeing like, um, like Ducklet and Swanna, like like Ducklet and Swanna, like I said earlier, um, there was another one specifically that I was thinking about, though. Why not Mamoswine? Oh, I can't remember. I don't think... No, I don't think that's the one I was talking about. But but there was a lot of that kind of interaction in, in this game where you see, um, like, early stages interact with their their later There's stages. And I thought Pick-a-peck that was cool. and two cannon was a good one. I like that one. Yeah, I think the Pick-a-peck and two cannons were good ones. Um, and I like that. I I like seeing like the Pikapex were like all feeding the one big two cannon because it was the boss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Whooper, oh the Whooper and the Quagsire. That was yeah, a really cute was... kind of story. Yeah. It's like the dad teaching like the kid how to swim, and that's how I think the challenge was. It I think you had to take a picture of the Whooper jumping into the pool with the Quagsire. I took a picture side. of that before the challenge. That's another one right there. I took yep. a picture of that one before the challenge unlocked for me. Yeah, so there's a lot of cool stuff there. Um, I loved the legendary kind of hunt that unlocks after you beat the game um, with there being a legendary in every level. Um, some of them the being... Ocean, the ocean one for myself. Tough to find. Do you know who it is? Yeah, I spoiled the ocean one as well. The deep, no spoils. The deep ocean no spoils. No spoils. Yeah, like I said, I only I've only done up to the the forest. I've I've completed everything up to the or everything up to the forest. So I'm yeah. gonna start. Yeah. So there was there was some so, stuff that I wanted to um, actually like some of the stuff that I was speculating with Mateo. Like okay, like oh, we have a deep ocean level, and we also have a volcano. That like there's gotta be like a Groudon Kyogre thing going on here. Like we were speculating for that, and then. Like, like, oh, would it be cool? Like, the oh, this area looks like Groudon could be like hiding out, and like the one, I think it was the alt, like, I think it was the level two version of the volcano. There's like an area that has like just before the blue magma area, like there's like I know like, what you're talking about. There's like, yeah, 
it's like a fire crater. pit. You, you end up just like there's a bunch of baby there's like little charmanders and stuff in it, and like oh you throw a you throw an apple at the graveler, it falls down, and then it just walks around. But like I'm like oh it'd be really yeah. cool if like, Groudon would pop up here, and then like when we were in the yeah. ocean level. Like like the deep the deep ocean level with the ruins and everything. I'm like, oh, ancient ruins. There must be a Kyogre, and there wasn't anything. It's was like uh, maybe at a level four version. Like I'm just speculating, but well, that's one thing actually that uh, I don't really care. But I know a lot of people. Like I've read re- reviews and stuff for the game, and people saying like those puzzly elements were like you would do something in the level, and it would unlock or sorry a pokemon would evolve like you trigger an evolution for a pokemon or something like that those were notably absent from new pokemon snap like i said i don't really care about that because because back then like there was 151 pokemon only when the first pokemon snap came out so almost every pokemon was in that game at least all the notable gen 1 pokemon were in new pokemon or the original pokemon snap but like there's only 50 pokemon actually Oh yeah, so but but like yeah, like all the notable Gen One Pokemon were in the first Pokemon Snap. So, uh, the thing is, yeah, you don't have puzzle elements there, but the main puzzle element of the game is just like doing, like doing the right thing to make see, Pokemon behave I, a certain way. I see. I disagree with that criticism. I think that people are very, being very revisionist on their history right now because there really there were only two evolutions in the original Pokemon Snap, which was you push Charmander or sorry Charmeleon into the pool and he becomes Charizard, and you push mm-hmm. Magikarp into the waterfall and becomes becomes Gyarados. Gyarados. So there was only two in the entire yeah. game, so that it wasn't a prominent thing. And there were puzzle elements about like seeing particular. Pokemon in this game, um, they did exist. They were just different, right? Like, I I know people wanted to drop a Graveler and suddenly a Pokemon popped up. Um, but there were things like that, like getting, like, knocking down the fruit to get Tangrowth to show up and, like, um, uh, like, having to, like, do things early. Like, I know for some of the legendaries, for example, you have to, like, cause something to happen early on in order for for them to pop up later yeah. um getting so like getting guard things. of war in the forest doing yeah, i've get, getting the guard of war in the forest well in the forest. i won't tell you how exactly to do it but it's a it's a brain bender like it's it, it's tr- so much trial and error involved there i got it by fluke cuz i i I knew, like, I heard there was something there, but I had no idea how to trigger it. Well, and it just took, it took me like a dozen tries to try to find it. So yeah. you haven't done the the ocean legendary, right? I know who no. the ocean legendary is. I actually, I, have I know who the. Well, in any case, like for example, I'm not going to spoil how, but the ocean legendary, for example, to to find the ocean legendary, you actually have to trigger an event by helping a certain pokemon early in the level and then that pokemon leads you to the legendary and so like things like that there are puzzle elements that are very very reminiscent of the original game it's just not hey i'm going to push a pokemon into a lava pool and they'll evolve right like it's there's still things that are consequential they're just more nuanced and they're not and because the levels are bigger 
and there's such a variety of Pokemon, it's harder to find them. The number, just the number of paths that you can take, right? Yeah, it only changes your like where you go a little bit, but like for instance, like the ocean level is a perfect example of that. It's a completely different area. Yeah, and or like in order to get like good pictures of Swampert in the jungle, you have to stop the the Lipard from going to sleep because if it goes to sleep, then it blocks the path. So you have to like stop it from going to sleep earlier in the level so that you can get behind the waterfall and then see um, the Swamperts all sleeping, right? So there are things. Or like if you have to do, you have to throw the 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 light fruit at the apom so it uses cut and releases all of the vivalons from that one area uh, in the jungle too. Yeah, yeah. So there are a lot of puzzle elements. Yeah. What would you have liked seen with like different variety of levels? Like I know I was left longing for like a power plant, or like where like electric Pokemon lived. I wasn't personally. I liked how like there was a lot of. There was a lot of, like I said, like there was a lot of good Pokemon variety scattered everywhere in the game. Like, yeah, you had an ice area, you had mostly ice Pokemon there, but you had Mightyana, you had Furret, you had Braviary, Skarmory. Uh, like, it was really cool how they had like different type. Like, not all the typings really uh, matched the area, but their environments think, uh, though. Yeah, like I, I think it worked. It worked fine. Yeah. But imagine like Mandapaz in the de- desert. But imagine having like the Torchic in the desert. Yeah, imagine having like a factory. Just say, okay, you could have clink clangs, clink clangs in the walls and the machineries, like making things move. You could have had um, Rotom being like the appliances and stuff in there. You could have had like Electabuzz swinging their arms and stuff around Voltorbs. Like doing yeah, and like magnetons and. But it would be similar to if they had like a haunted house and had a bunch of yeah. like ghosts. But I think it's because like ultimately kind of that niche for like spooky. Yeah, but I I think ultimately their goal was natural environments, right? And yeah. there was electric Pokemon were everywhere, right? Like they had electric Pokemon on the beach. They had electric Pokemon underwater. They had electric Pokemon in the caves, like. There was still a variety of electric Pokemon. There just wasn't really an electric area. I would have liked to have seen that, but like I, I, but yeah, like now that you mention it, the only like human element of it was the ancient ruins, and it was mo- yeah, it was it was mostly natural. Um, but I think we've talked a lot about Pokemon Snap. Um, yeah. Ultimately, I think all of us would highly recommend New Pokemon Snap to anybody. I. I can say confidently when they announced the game, I was like, cool, I'm not paying 80 bucks for that. And then when they announced yeah. it, sorry, we're in Canada, it's 80, not 60. But then when they announced it was 80 bucks, I was like, great, I'm paying paying 80 bucks for like a five hour game. I'm still going to buy it because I want to play it, but I'm going to be disappointed. And I can say thoroughly, I was like, no, I got my money's worth. It was really fun. Um, I had a blast with it. Um, it was way better than I was expecting, way more content than I was expecting. The visuals, like, aesthetically, is the best-looking Pokemon game on the market, period. There's it no might even be the best, one of the best-looking games on the Switch, period. Yeah. I will say one thing, though. The Primarina model was very stiff when it was swimming. That was my, that was my only catch with that one. But, yeah, fantastic. That water, though. That water, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, really good overall. 
Um, seven out of ten, just the right amount of water. No, it's definitely more than a seven. Think out about of 10. it like like a good chunk of the game was water. But then again, that was just like the majority of our playthrough of the game was just like farming that one water level. Yeah, I think that's probably why you're thinking that. Yeah. Um. Any case, so we've talked about um we talked about Snap. So why don't we talk about case okay, Snap? It took them over twenty years. It took them twenty-two years to make a sequel. What other Pokemon spin-off games would you like to see have modern reimaginings or sequels or entries, new entries? Is there anything that you'd like to see get new entries? I really want uh, Nintendo or Pokemon Company, whoever, I want them to make another Pokemon Stadium game. Like a... a I, and I don't think... like Especially now that Pokemon games are now on console, like that's on the Nintendo Switch, there might not be like space for it anymore. But I just love the party games. Like that was the main reason I played Pokemon Stadium. Like the battle sim itself, even in back then as a kid, I'm like, not all the Pokemon are here. I don't want to use Pokemon with these specific moves. Like it wasn't that engaging. The battle, the the um, mini game modes were the most enticing, especially in Pokemon Stadium Two. Pokemon Stadium Two mini games are really really good. I just I would want them to make like a like a Pokemon party type game. Like a good Pokemon Party type game, like, and the mini game mode, like, um, like Mario Party but Pokemon maybe, like that's what I'm, I'm trying to, like that's what I'm envisioning right now, and I think you could probably have the battle sim in there somewhere, like you could connect your, like you could just say like maybe do it through Pokemon Home or like, uh, you could link, not necessarily like bring the Pokemon from home to the game, but like if the game reads that you have data for Pokemon Home, you can just say, like, okay, I want this Pokemon, and select the moves or whatever, and just have, like, these epic grand battles, like, that are diff- like that are visually different than what's on the mainline games, but I think Pokemon Stadium, or, like, or a, a Pokemon Stadium-like experience, I think, would be really fun. I like that. I'd like to take it one step further, actually, and focus instead of the mini games. Like, okay, make like a po- like call it for instance, like you have Pokemon Home, then you have Pokemon Stadium. I think that would be a great idea. It uses the data that you have in Pokemon Go. It gives you a reason to go back to past games to play the previous versions and get, bring Pokemon to Pokemon Home from those games. It'd be like one arena battle that would have your Megas. It would have your your XYZ. You'd have your Z moves. You'd have your like the new battle mechanics that they brought in, all the evolutions, every single Pokemon, with all the models, and that's the only thing it is. It's a battle sim. That would be great. No story, no nothing. You have to import your Pokemon into this service. It would all be in HD. I think that would be really cool. Just to like add on to what you're saying with that. But yeah, that's what I would like to see in like a like a new idea of of Pokemon uh, Stadium. What I really would like to to see actually. Like it's an older series. Uh, get some, getting some new life was. You remember the Pokemon Coliseum and Pokemon Pokemon uh, uh, XD from the GameCube? Mm-hmm. I would really like them to do something like that again, like a Pokemon RPG. Um, 
we go back to those zones because I never really played through them as a kid because like I like I, I don't know I just it's just it, it's something that didn't interest me then but it interests me now because I like those types of RP like those specific type of RPGs yes it'll still use the battle system but like the idea of using your opponent's Pokemons and like the shadow Pokemon and all that kind of stuff and have like maybe an alternate form kind of like what they did with uh, Shadow Lugia I think that would be really cool. It'd be really nice to revisit this um, this region. Uh, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but like you go to your main, like you go to the main like Pokemon City hubs. You do battles. You have you fight against like the enemy team there. It's and having it more as like an RPG. I think that would be cool versus just like okay RPG leveling up battles. Like I I don't know like how would you differentiate Pokemon Coliseum I, or well. I feel like the main the main difference because the battle system's basically the same as the mainline games. It's the yeah. story is the main like the main difference. Like yeah. tell a story that you probably can't tell in the mainline games. Tell that story in Colise- like a Colosseum or XD like game. That's the main thing. Like like have like the Shadow Pokemon like the whole thing with Shadow Pokemon. That's something they couldn't do in the main games. So that's like something like on that scale. That's something that you have to do in these types of games. But like, I know lots of people that have really fond memories with Colosseum and XD. Like, that's actually, I didn't even think about those when we were yeah. talking about. Like, I think I beat Colosseum. I, just, I don't think I've ever played XD. I have it. But I, that's something I actually might. I might go and and play that. You know, I totally forgot that go. that game existed. Yeah. Um, Jules, what about you? I would love to see, um, a sequel to Pokin Tournament. Actually, um, yes, I wanted to talk about that too. Um, I think Pokin Tournament could use a. And speaking of which, Pokin Tournament was was made by Namco Bandai, and their work on Pokin Tournament was what. Um, was what made Nintendo want to get Namco Bandai to work on New Pokemon Snap. Um, and part of the reason that they liked that that they they got Namco to do Pokemon Snap was because they loved the way that Pokemon Tournament felt like a like a real world, right? Like the environments in the background, like things going on. Mm-hmm. And I liked Pokemon Pokemon Tournament when it first came out. I think we played way too much of it on the first couple days, and then we got burnt out of yep. it. But I like the concept behind it. I like the idea of a Pokemon fighter. Um, and I'd love to see that roster expanded on, the, the, the gameplay expanded on as well. Um, I thought it was just really fun. So I'd love to see either a, a second Pokemon tournament or um, like a, a, just another Pokemon fighting game. Like I'm just looking right now online. Uh, like a list of like all the different types of spin-off games. And like Pokemon has a lot. Like there's a lot of spin-offs that I played, but like I don't know if I necessarily want them to make more games. Like I loved Pokemon Pinball. I loved um Pokemon Rumble. But like like I don't know if I want I would want more games in those series. Like I feel like they've like Pokemon Pinball really wasn't anything special and Rumble I feel like had too many games uh come out within a period of time and i, I kind of burnt out on those but 
I feel like we should like if unless no one else wants to talk about like sequels to games that already exist. Like, are there any genres or other types of games that like you would want the Pokemon series to to like have spinoffs in? Like, I know people want like I know this. There's this um the Tencent or is it Tencent that's making it the uh, Pokemon uh Pokemon League Pokemon of Unite. Yeah, but like, I like I want them to make a Pokemon like I would want a Pokemon MMO, but like I don't think that's something or a MMO like experience for Pokemon. But I don't think that's something that they would do as a spinoff. I think that would be like an evolution of the main series of games. Like I think that would might be like a Gen Nine kind of thing because they kind of started testing that out with the Wild Area in Gen Eight, right? Because, like, you could run around, you could see all the other trainers, right? But you couldn't walk up to someone and just challenge them to a battle. Mm-hmm. You, you you couldn't do that. You had to still do that YCOM thing. And it kind of, like, broke the immersion. You couldn't really interact with the randoms on the internet out in the open field. You'd have to, like, walk up to the den, go into a loading screen, and then that's when they you could, like, invite... and Well, not invite. It would, the game would just match you with three other players or your friends right so like if you could just i I feel like if the wild area was like testing grounds for like a gen 9 mmo kind of like experience all the power as much as i would love a pokemon mmo realistically it's not happening anytime soon with nintendo's online interface yeah there's no way it can happen um and break and honestly i I like the idea of a Pokemon MMO, um, but I don't know how it would really function differently than what we already experience in Pokemon. Because what what would you really do in a turn based? Like, is there an MMO that's like a turn based RPG? Isn't everything very like a RPG when it's an MMO? Yeah, like I, I right? like see, how like... would. How would no, you handle to, that? Like, walk, like it would mostly just be like the the overworld kind of stuff. Like for instance, imagine going from town to town and you see like all the other trainers like running around doing stuff too. Or like yeah, so it would be more like, just like, an aesthetic thing of seeing other players. Yeah, kind of yeah. like how Destiny, like when you played Destiny, Jules, you you went to the tower and there was like a select, like maybe like twenty or like twenty or thirty other players in that one area at any given time. But then, isn't that just? doing what the wild area is doing where you just see other players but you can't really interact with them because there's nothing to really do to interact with them you would have to add in those interactions like for instance you could walk up to someone like if they're flagged for it and i don't know like it like having an mmo would just like it would it would make it would be really really cool but like at the same time like everyone like we want this you say you want it but you don't Yeah, that's the thing is, I'm just trying to think about it because when I think about it, like, functionally, I'm like, well, what can they add other than what the wild area already has, which is you see the the people, but you can't really interact with them. So what could they add? Well, sure, they can add the ability for you to request trades or battles. But me, when I'm playing the game, yeah. And the other thing, too, is that if you want to trade or battle, there's already an interface that you can go into to initiate those things, right? Um. So I don't know, like I, th- I think the idea of a Pokemon MMO is is nice, 
But I just don't see what the purpose of an because when I think about an MMO and I think about what makes an MMO fun is things like grouping up with your team with your friends to go do like raids and do things like that. And in terms of Pokemon, there's no reason to have like they have raids and stuff now, but there's no reason unless it becomes an ARPG. Unless this is a spin-off, there's no reason for it to be an MMO because it's turn-based. So you have to go through menus anyway. You have to interact with something anyway before you can initiate a battle, before you do blah blah blah. So I like realistically, I just don't see how it would it would really work as an MMO, but I'm also being very close-minded right now. I like the idea of an MMO in the sense that like it's just a massive game that has like an area like areas. I, yeah, like I, I, I you know, and then you guys were out in Hoenn. and I, yeah. I could, like take the boat and go over to your area and do the story in there. Yeah, like I like that idea, but I I don't know if the MMO elements necessarily lend itself to Pokemon. Um, but one thing I would like to see it can this can be kind of MMOE. Maybe not MMOE, but definitely like a a multiplayer like tag team experience. It's something I I said this to my friend recently. So there's a game that I've tried twice now. I gave it two chances, and I wanted to like this game, but I just didn't. Just didn't. And I said there will I will only. And they're like, well, you should try it again when the next one comes out. And I said I will only try it a third time on in one scenario and this game is monster hunter i tried monster hunter world tried to like it didn't like it i tried monster hunter rise tried to like it didn't like it and now fully i will not try monster hunter again until the inevitable pokemon monster hunter crossover game pokemon hunter and i will not play a Monster Hunter game till that that game comes out but that's what i'd like to see i would love to see monster hunter and pokemon um, like cross collaborate, some kind of crossover game, or like what? And about it wouldn't, like a, yeah. I think it way. wouldn't be yeah. like it wouldn't be like Monster Hunter in the sense that you're like killing Pokemon. I think what it would no. be is just like there's different like weapon types. There would be different like Pokemon that you could use to be like your weapons. And then what would happen is when you get close to the monster, you throw out that Pokemon. And it's like an more like an action game where you try to take down the like monster, right? But would it be a monster, or would it just be a, a different Pokemon? It would just be a bigger Pokemon. So you are yeah. trying to like capture it or defeat it. So it might just be like in the world of that Pokemon game. It's like Tyrantrum is you know causing stirring up crap in this town. Like we got to take it out. Or we got to capture it or whatever. And it's not like you capture it and then you get to use it. It's like you just take out these Pokemon. It would be about using smaller Pokemon. Like, for example, like there's a whip item, right? And like whip is one of the, the weapon types, I think, in Monster Hunter. So maybe one of the Pokemon that you can use is Ivysaur. And they serve the like whip function. And so like if you choose Ivysaur as your Pokemon, whenever you get close to one of the big like Pokemon it would throw out the Pokeball and suddenly you're playing as Ivysaur and like all your attacks are based around it using its vines and like um, or you have stuff a like edge, that. Right. Right. 
Yeah, exactly. Like a Hone Edge as like a sword kind of Pokemon. Like I, th- I think that would be cool. And so the purpose wouldn't be catching. The purpose would actually be like the battling, like the like what a a Pokemon world where they're like, yeah, you gotta like sometimes Pokemon get too strong and they get out of control and they're threats and you have to you know, calm them down. Ooh, I like this idea. I really like this kind of speculative stuff. Like, I, I guess we're like. This yeah, this would be pretty cool. Like especially with like E three and stuff coming up, and like all the hype is building up. Imagine if this could be a thing. I think it's oh. only a matter of time. Yeah, Monster Hunter makes a lot of po- money. Pokemon makes a lot of money. Why not put them together? Are yeah. there any other um like genres like you guys would want like Pokemon company to like dabble into or like like. It's like I'm trying to Honest. think. Like I can't, I can't really think I of it. I can't really like, think of anything else. Like yeah. racing is like the only like genre that they really haven't had. Pokemon Dash. Oh, Pokemon Dash. That was right. Well, yeah, they even, yeah, Pokemon, Pokemon has even dabbled in brushing teeth and sleeping. Well, not yet. <laughs> Pokemon. I don't think Pokemon smiles out yet. Pokemon smiles out. Pokemon Sleep isn't out. Oh, Pokemon Sleep. Okay. Yeah, Pokemon Sleep is just kind of creepy. To be honest. Yeah. <laughs> the whole the whole concept of I don't want them knowing how I sleep. Yeah, if I, I don't have anything really else to, to add here. I think we did a pretty good job. I'm actually very happy with our Pokemon Snap discussion. Um, Jules, what about you? Do you have anything else to to, th- to add here? I would love to see like an actual, like a good Pokemon platforming game. Like not Poke Park. Something better. Poke <laughs> I'd <Park>. love to see. <laughs> I would love to see something like that. Um, like, because I think one thing that they need to, like, focus on is using the Pokemon brand in unique way. Like, one of the things I love about Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, again, going back to Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, is that it doesn't try to place itself within the larger Pokemon world. It's just, like, this is a story about the Pokemon, as if they have lives and they talk to each other and they, like, have a working world. And, like, a Pokemon platformer could work in that context, too, right? Like... Hey, you're playing as a as a a rebellious little Eevee who's like just trying to make his way through the the like vast Pokemon world and like and I think the whole purpose of Pokemon is discovery and everything that works for Pokemon is all about rediscovery. So you look at like Pokemon new Pokemon Snap, it's rediscovering things you like already in a new context, right? You get to see their environments, you get to see the way they work. You can't you can't wait to see which Pokemon's gonna jump out of the grass that you can take a picture of. Detective Pikachu as a movie worked because the Pokemon were designed somewhat different than what they normally look like. So any new Pokemon that popped up on the screen, it was like about rediscovery. And so I think like anything that places the Pokemon world in a new context where you're excited to see how they're going to use these characters you already are familiar with really like captures the nostalgia of the initial Pokemon concept, which is what am I going to find when I walk through this patch of grass? Yeah. I think that's, that's a really good way to look at it. I guess with that, that's, uh, that's where we can, where we can end it, uh, where we can end it. What new Pokemon things will we discover uh, coming up? in the next few uh, weeks and months, especially with E3 on the horizon. Uh, what yep. new Pokemon news will be coming out and what new Pokemon topics would be discussed in the next time as well. Yep. Um, you just wait. Yep. You just wait till Namco finally re-announces Digimon Survive. We'll have our Pokemon versus Digimon topic. 
<laughs> you really want that to happen? It's happening. Honestly, hey, we I'd still got We still got to plan out the the two big Pokemon topics that we want to talk about. The yeah. the uh, the one about our favorite generations of Pokemon and our the the favorite starters. We got to yeah. we, we we're we talking about the time. the we're talking about the bloodbath that we're gonna like. We're talking up the bloodbath for the N sixty four essentials. Wait till those happen. Wait till those happen. Oh gosh, opinions will be had. <laughs> opinions will be had indeed. Yep. Anyway, with that, yeah. this is uh, this is the Hub World signing off uh, for this one here. Glad to have you if you made it all the way through to the end. Like and subscribe if you like what we're doing here we've uh, we've passed 250 subscribers i think we're at 253 now really really nice to have uh, more of you guys on board thank you for joining and we hope to entertain you in the future with our opinions and silly also also uh we have a spotify so if you want to listen there please uh feel free to listen to us there follow us yeah. on spotify as well um yeah don't yeah Give it a download as you're and going be about, a your daily, you're about your daily yes, life. Yes, that's the most the important thing. For a social distance walk and all that stuff. Also, yeah. No, of course we have no Geno supporters in Smash. Yeah, and I guess for Joe, we'll say this: if you like Trubbish, please subscribe because Trubbish yeah. is great and Trubbish is. <laughs> Night, everyone. See ya.